This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Tired Mummy Podcast, a safe platform where we can openly discuss the highs and lows of parenthood, judgment-free. Join me in authentic conversations with mums and dads from across the globe. Let's help each other feel less alone, let's grow and feel better in our parenting skin together. Come join our tribe while we get into some real talk. And don't forget, bring your coffee. Hello, hello everybody and welcome back to the Tired Mummy podcast. I'm your host, Alice Lanesbury. Today I'm so honoured to bring you a very special guest, Dr. Anna Rubenstein. Dr. Anna has founded the Rites of Passage Institute here in Australia and the work that they are doing is so important. The Rope Institute uses a framework to help individuals strengthen their sense of self to learn critical skills, discover their potential, and create a healthy vision for the future. They are working to create a world where all peoples and communities thrive. Doesn't that just sound amazing? Imagine having a sense of who you are and a sense of self at a much younger age. Imagine where you would be now. You may be wondering how this relates to you and your child. In modern society, we have lost most rites of passage and instead we see young people trying to create their own. I know I did when I was in high school. It didn't end pretty. We'll talk about that in the show. Our young need evidence-based programs that help equip them with the confidence and tools to tackle the adventure and challenges that lie ahead. Like I said, I myself wish I had access or awareness around rites of passage growing up which is why I'm so passionate about sharing this information with other parents. If you are a cycle breaker, you're going to love this conversation. 
Let's get started. Welcome to the Tired Mummy podcast, Dr. Anna. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so grateful to have you on the show and excited to have this conversation today. Could you please kick things off by letting our listeners know what is your biggest learn since becoming a parent? Well, I have my 31-year-old son staying with me at the moment, as it happens, and my biggest learn is that it's ongoing and I'm still learning. <laughs> and I, I think actually the big thing is that there are different stages of parenting and our children change as they get older, but we also have to change as they get older and we get older. So that's that's probably the thing I'm most interested in that whole thing about moving from stages to stages and parenting really shows you that Mm, I'm definitely feeling that and my son's only two (laughs) yeah but two is very different from six months it is it really is and will be very different from four um yeah so it's about how we do all these stages well and you know I'm not the perfect parent and I've never met a perfect parent and it's just about doing it as well as we can and trying to learn and, and coming back to love uh, and it, it's ongoing. Mm, it is. It's ever-evolving. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm here today because I really want to talk to you about rites of passage and I think we've all heard the phrase rites of passage thrown around in our lifetime, but I really wanted to talk to you about what really is a rite of passage and how many do we go through in a lifetime? Okay, so a rite of passage is a transformation. It's something that changes us and we are never the same afterwards. So if we use a beautiful example for this podcast, becoming a mother is a rite of passage. It is completely different from not being a mother and you can't go back to not being a mother. Um, And so that is an example of a rite of passage. But... Another really big one is when you become a young adult. Uh, So a boy becoming a man, a girl becoming a a woman or a child becoming an adult, they are all rites of passage. Um, uh, Different stages as we come, we become uh, adults, uh, as we become grandparents, as we we become elders. So there are, I I look at it like it's, there's a staircase a staircase of life and we're moving up the staircase and your two-year-old is on one of the lower stairs and you're on a sort of a, you know, a middle stair and I'm a bit further up the staircase and, and my father who's 93 is probably on one of his last steps. And, and so there are, there are multiple steps on the staircase, each of which is different from the stage before, uh, but some of them are more major than others. So some of the more major ones are being born, you know, your, your two-year-old actually spent nine months inside you before they came out. Yeah. So that's a rite of passage, being born, uh, becoming a, a, you know, talking, walking child is a rite of passage, uh, becoming a young adult, going out in the world and looking after yourself is a rite of passage. For those who become parents, getting married for those who do is a rite of passage, grandparent, elder, rites of passage happen within your work where you move up from... Mm you know, to different levels of responsibility. But this is the thing. All of our children and all of us are going to go through rites of passage. The question is, are they going to be healthy and facilitated? So is someone going to run a process for us 
that celebrates and acknowledges and marks the stage that we're moving to? Or are our rites of passage going to happen to us by life mm. and we can sort of get kicked up the staircase or dragged up the staircase and get pick up wounds as we go? Mm. And if I ask a question to people, which I do, around what was their rite of passage which transformed them from being a child to an adult, the vast majority of people will share a really disappointing, tragic, um, not appropriate event that transformed them. And, and our work is about how do we bring healthy rites of passage back into the lives of our children and ourselves? Mm, I love it. And that's exactly why I wanted to have this conversation today because I think it's really important um you know it seems like western culture has you know removed us more and more from our roots and our tradition uh so what are some of those implications that you've seen for children not going through a rite of passage with uh acknowledgement and ceremony well if we take let, let's let what about with your permission your podcast let's sure. look at a couple of rites of passage today let's look at a, uh, a child becoming a young adult, and let's also look at a, a woman becoming a mother okay. uh, as examples. So if, if a child uh, doesn't go through the rite of passage, and if we, if we look at a lot of my work originally was with boys, yep. uh, now I work a lot more with girls. But if we start with boys, so if a, a boy moves from being what we call having boy behaviour to healthy young man or healthy adult behaviour. So boy behaviour is in what you see in a four to 10 year old. I'm the center of the universe. It's all about me. Um, uh, I can't handle my emotions. If something goes wrong, I have a temper tantrum uh, and I want a mother. Now that's okay in a six year old, but if a child never goes through a rite of passage and they stay in that boy behavior and then they become an adult man, but they still think they're the center of the universe and they still think it's all about me and they still just want power and they still just want a mother, that's a ma major problem mm. to the point where I actually believe that we live in a world that's run by boys. You know, who can never be wrong, don't take responsibility for their actions, have way too much power and think it's all about them and want women to be there to serve them as yeah. opposed to healthy men who understand that we're part of the universe, our actions affect others, we're in a family, we have to prioritise the family, um, we have to be able to handle our emotions. If I don't get what I want, I can't have a temper tantrum and hit someone. You know, that's actually domestic violence. And I'm not after a mother, I'm after a relationship. And it's the same with girls becoming young women. You know, a lot of the girl behaviour is where self-identity and self-worth is based on what people tell me and external validation. So, mm. oh, you're so pretty. Oh, you're so good. Oh, you're so this, you're so that. And as opposed to knowing myself who I am. So I, I see it so much now because I work in a lot of girls' schools where the girls get this story about how they're supposed to be, they're supposed to look a certain way, they're supposed to have a certain shape, their hair's supposed to be a certain way. They're supposed to dress a certain way. And they're supposed to be like what they see on Snapchat and Instagram. And, and it's ridiculous. And they believe it. And yeah. then they get out of school and they still believe it. And they spend their whole lives believing it. 
and it drives the it influences the relationships they go into the jobs they take whether or not they go for a promotion because they never went through a healthy rite of passage this episode is brought to you by MitoLife. I have been using MitoLife for well over a year now and their supplements have been a game changer in my life, especially in my first year of motherhood. If you've listened to my episode about how I keep my toddler's immune system strong, you would have heard me mention their Shilajit product. Shilajit is a complete trace mineral containing more than 85 carbon-bonded organic minerals that are easily absorbed by the body. It's also a super-rich source of folic acid, a compound which increases delivery of the minerals into the cell. It's a whole food supplement that brings mineral balance to the whole body in a natural way, and of course, I also take it myself. Uh, if I was stuck on an island and I was only allowed two supplements, it would be shilajit and magnesium for sure. I honestly believe that Shilajit is one of the supplements that has kept me going through these last few years of sleep deprivation. They have a ton of other amazing products as well that I use, like their vitamin E and their beef liver. I really feel like the vitamin E helps me with my skin. It's really good for a ton of other reasons, but visibly I can see my skin improving. And the beef liver, I think everyone knows how amazing beef liver is it's the most nutrient dense thing in the world and having it in a tablet form is just awesome because then you don't have to taste the gross liver <laughs> mitolife have given me an amazing discount for my listeners just use the code tiredmum15 at the checkout and you will get 15% off so i will chuck the link in the show notes for you or you can just head to mitolife.co that's m i t o l i f e.co now a healthy rite of passage for a boy or girl would involve the community, the elders, taking that boy or girl away for a period of time, the adults sharing their stories about life, not telling them how to live their lives, but sharing their stories so the young ones could listen, that they would have to do challenges, they would create a vision for how they wanted to be in the future, and each of the young ones would be what we call honoured, where the elders and those in their family and those who knew them would share with them and tell them what gifts they see they have, what, 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 what genius, what spirit is in each of them. So that we're actually, what we're encouraging is the, is the young ones to be themselves rather than being who they get, who they think they should be. And mm. that's a huge difference. It's like, and, and when the kids don't go through a rite of passage, then they're lost. Um, and, I worked as an emergency medical doctor for years and I saw all these teenagers come in who'd done all these crazy things in cars, on drugs, you know, inappropriate sex, risk-taking behaviours, alcohol, you name it. And I realised they were all trying to create their own rites of passage because no one was there doing it for them. So I could go through a rite of passage led by my community where I get honoured, where I hear stories, where I... I create a vision for how I want to be in the future. That's one option. The other option is my rite of passage is on my 18th birthday, I get blind drunk, maybe lose my virginity, maybe crash my parents' car, maybe end up in a prison cell, maybe do something I'll regret forever. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of people do. 
Yep. I, uh, I will put my hand up and say that I was a pretty good girl in high school. I wanted all the high grades. I didn't go to parties. But when it came time to graduate and schoolies came around, I let all everything go and I ended up getting arrested. Uh, And I was drunk and it was, yeah, it was a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I worked as an emergency medicine doctor in Byron Bay for years during schoolies. And it was the worst time of the year. And they used to interview me on the radio or TV about it being a rite of passage. And I'd say, that's not the rite of passage I want for my kids. No. I gave, I had to unfortunately give countless young women the morning after pill. And we had to do swabs because they'd done something they'd never done before with someone they'd never met before while they'd been drunk. Mm. You know, and countless boys who'd been in fights or jumped off a balcony or whatever. And that is not the rite of passage that I want to see our young people going through. No. So it is really about how do we create healthy rites of passage for them? Because if we don't, they will try and create their own. 100%. Like it, subconsciously, they just, they won't even, they won't even know they're doing it. That's right. That's right. And, you know, I, you know, if you look at a woman becoming a mother, at one end of the, um, of the extreme, that woman is surrounded by the elders in the community. She's supported. Uh, she's, she's uh, you know, she's got all sorts of uh, things happening positively for her. After she has her baby, she's allowed to rest and there are the people looking after her and it's all gentle and et cetera, et cetera. The other extreme is a woman's on her own when she has her baby, comes home, there's no one there, she's lost, um, she's exhausted, she's got no support, um, and it's a horrific experience. So we just are not managing these major life transitions anywhere near as well as we could be in so many situations. Yeah, no, and that's what I love what you're doing uh, with, you know, the Rope Institute. You've created these camps for young women and men um, to attend with their parents, either their mum or the father, and I just think it's such a great idea because we don't have tribe anymore. We don't have elders, you know, even with myself going through my birth process, like I was, I had a great, I was very lucky. I had a home birth and I hired support. I had a doula, I had a midwife and I was able to have a somewhat um, nourishing postpartum. But after, you know, the first six weeks, like I still needed that tribe, but I didn't have it. And that's where, I think I wish I was a little bit more educated on rites of passage for myself. But now also having my son, that's something that I'm extremely interested in. And now that I'm learning about it, I just want to share it everywhere because it is, it will ripple on. And, yeah, and you think, were lucky, as you said. Yeah. You were lucky. Imagine the ones who are not lucky. Exactly. And, and, and you know, another really big thing about rites of passage is they are a community event. Yeah. And they do build community. So the more you're in community, the more that support extends beyond six weeks. And you don't have to hire it because it's actually mm, there. It's there, yeah. And, and it just becomes, oh, you know, so-and-so's had a baby in the last few months or whatever, so we support them and, you know, it's, it becomes a really beautiful thing. Uh, and, and we can do it. And, um, you know, when we run our rites of passage, 
we, we always do it multi-generational. So we have a, a, a young person with one of their parents. Yeah. And, and the thing is the rite of passage ends up being not only for the young person but also for the parent, which is a really beautiful thing. They go yeah. through it together. And, you know, we think rites of passage and, and growth stops when we're 20 or 30 or whatever, but it goes on. It's ongoing. Um, and that's a really important thing that uh, we continue to grow and we continue to transform through life. You know, it's so true. It's just we're always growing, we're always evolving, and nobody really tells you that when you're a teenager. Um, but what I wanted to ask you was, is there anything we can do if we didn't honour a rite of passage for ourselves or our children? Like, can we go back? Can we? What, is there anything we can do, or is it just acknowledging and moving on? Well, yeah, I don't know that we can literally physically go back, but we, we can keep working at it so so just because we haven't done it doesn't mean we can't do something now and i actually look at rites of passage there are three big things that can happen in a rite of passage and maybe it'd be good if i sort of spoke for a moment about stages of a rite of passage and that'll explain it a bit better so i've studied rites of passage in communities all over the world and what I found was that they always had the same stages and within those stages the same elements. So the first stage of a rite of passage is that whoever's going through it gets separated from their day-to-day -day activities, their day-to-day -day life. So you go away to do it. Then you go through a transformational process and then you have to come back and integrate back into your community at the next level, at a different level. So if, even if we just start with integration for a moment, you know, when a, when a woman becomes a mother, she should integrate back into her community as a young mum. And the community should see her and welcome her as a young mum. If it hasn't been done properly, she'll come back into the community and she'll still think on one level that she's a, a young woman rather than a young mum. And the community might see her as a young woman rather than as a young mum. And that's going to create all sorts of agitation and difficulties in that person's head and life because they're not a young single woman, they're now a young mum and it's just a different stage. So the integration is really, really important. For, for a lot of us in Australia, we go away for a year after school and or at some stage we have this amazing year overseas doing incredible things, come back, no one sees us differently, everything back at home is still the same and so because we, we're not integrating properly. Yeah. So I just need to say that the integration part of a rite of passage is really important. The area that I've studied is what does it actually take to transform? What's that middle stage where you say, I'm going to go through a rite of passage, I'm going to change. How do you change? And basically the way you change is that if you properly separate from your community, so you don't take your mobile phone with you and you don't go back and, you know, you actually have a period of time to go through the process. Uh, and, you know, if you look at a mother having a baby, you know, you're in a different space. You're, in a, you're separated from day-to-day -day life. You're in a, you know, you may be in a birthing suite but you, or home birth, but you're in a completely different energetic place. Yeah, you're, you're in a different world, yeah. <laughs> so then in that, in that world, there are four things that happen. The first is there's always story involved. 
So it may be the sharing of stories where you hear the stories from elders or creating your own story or actually reviewing the story that's in your, in your psyche. So stories are always involved. The next thing that's always involved is there's always some sort of challenge or ordeal. There's always something difficult about a rite of passage. And anyone who, you know, especially if we're talking about mothers having babies, I don't have to prove <laughs> that point. But there's something difficult, you know, it's a challenge or an ordeal. The third point, the third element that's always in there, um, and so sorry, if we also compare this to a young person moving from child to adult, we would share stories with them. We would create challenges for them. The other thing is that we get a vision for how we want to be in the future. We have an opportunity to look at, to think, to devise how we want to be in the next stage. And then the fourth stage is this recognising of the spirit, the gifts of the person going through the rite of passage. And if we set up a situation where a person is separated from day-to-day -day life, there's involvement of story, challenge, vision, and this honouring or recognition of the gifts of the person, you will transform. People transform every time. I know that because I've been doing it for 30 years all over the world. The only piece missing now is integration. If we mm. integrate, that person will grow and be on the next step. If we don't integrate, we risk pushing them back to where they were before, which is not good. But yeah. we need to be creating situations for all of us periodically where we can get, where we can separate from our normal worlds and go somewhere where we can hear stories and look at our own story, do challenges create a vision for the future and be on it or recognise our own gifts and our spirit and who we really are. So beautiful. I'm just like holding back emotion because the inner child in me is just like, man, I wish I had that when I was growing yeah. up. Yeah. Like honestly, I think where would I be now? <laughs> yeah. Like it's incredible, beautiful, really important work. Um, and thank you for trying to get it out there and spread it because it really, it really is important. I think about in the in, the integration part is really uh, resonated with me. I think about um, how I always had this struggle with my mother. She always saw me as a child, even when I was an adult. Yeah, and it was just <laughs> like, oh, like I'm not a little kid. No, but. <laughs> I'd need to tell you something else. You also see her as your mother. Yeah, yeah. And it's both of you yeah. have to grow together. You know, and that's why we take the parent along on the rite of passage because if the child goes through it and grows and come back, comes back and their parent keeps treating them in the same way, they push them back and the relationship stays stuck at child and parent. Yeah. You know, I this will make you feel better. I'm having the same discussions with my son at the very moment. And he says, Dad, I'm not a child. You know. oh, that does make me feel better. Thank you. But as you say, you know, it's so important. And, and if we don't do it properly and we don't integrate and we don't shift, what happens is one of the parties leaves. Mm -hmm. So children leave their community. Yeah, yeah, they, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just can't be yourself 
in your community because your community keeps seeing you as a six-year-old or a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old or whatever. Yeah. But they don't see you as the adult with the gifts and the and the everything that you have to offer. So you mm. have to go and do it somewhere else. That's so true. I um really in that moment just understood why my brother never wants to move back to where we grew up. <laughs> and that's why, because people don't see him as who he is now. Yeah. Yeah. And he and he feels that when he's there. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. I know personally I'm so grateful and um, to have found your work and I feel honoured that I can now share this um, and share your message with my listeners. So thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure. And I just need to say our aim is we want to make this work mainstream again. We want it available for people all over the country, all over the world. We're now in about 25 different countries. It's amazing. And... We do run programs here on our property in Byron Bay, um, but a lot of what I do now uh, is training people, training people to really understand the framework of a rite of passage and to help them work out how they can then bring that into their own family, their own workplace, their own community, their own school, so that we can be supporting as many people as possible to be working out who that, you know, how we want to be, what's our next stage, what's our vision for the future, you know, how do we build community, all of those things which come from healthy rites of passage. Mm, it's just beautiful and it's so important. I just, I think, yeah, that's that's get it out there because, you know, there'd be a lot less suffering for parents and children. Absolutely. Wow. I'm definitely feeling inspired after that conversation and also really reflective of my own rites of passage that I've been through and really looking forward to helping my family and myself go through these transformations with purpose, ceremony, and acknowledgement. Such special sacred times in our lives that really deserve time and space. Imagine a world where all children, mothers, fathers, and elders go through their rites of passage in community with ceremony and acknowledgement. Just imagine that world for a moment, what that world would look like for our children. What a beautiful world it would be. It's really a world that I hope we can bring forth for our future generations to come. If you would like to connect with Dr. Anna Rubenstein, you can find him in the Rope Institute. That's R-O-P Institute on Instagram and at the Rope Institute is also at the Rites of Passage Institute, or you can go straight to their website, ritesofpassageinstitute.org. I've also put a link in the show notes for his book, which is called The Making of Men. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for your continued support. I truly feel grateful for every single listen. As always, big love and compassion to you all. But for now... This tired mummy is signing out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.